How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, this is KYW's Dave Uram. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying well. On this date, May 23rd, 1997, Eric Lindros, number 88, scored a power play goal with seven seconds left in regulation to beat the Rangers 3-2 at Madison Square Garden and put the Flyers up 3-1 in the series, the Eastern Conference Finals, which, of course, they won to move on to the Stanley Cup Final. Really exciting goal, really exciting moment in Flyers history. But 15 years earlier, May 23rd, 1982, 38 years ago today, the 76ers were at risk of losing another series to Boston after coughing up a 3-1 series lead. However, the 76ers surprised many. They beat the Celtics in Boston Garden 120-106. Andrew Toney, 34 points. Julius Irving, 29. Sixers moved on to the finals and received a beat LA chant from the Celtics fans. Cool moment in Sixers history. This past Monday, I had the privilege of speaking with Hall of Famer and Sixers legend, Billy Cunningham, the coach of those great 76ers teams in the 80s. You hold a unique place in Sixers history because of your success as both a player and coach. After being one of the all-time great players to play for the Sixers, what led you becoming a head coach in 77, and how did that feel? Well, David, truthfully, I had never really thought about coaching. And it occurred, I had retired, and I went down to one of the Sixers games, matter of fact, they were playing Chicago. And it was two former teammates that were coaching then, uh, Johnny Carr and Al Bianchi, head coach and assistant. And I was going to meet them after the game for a beer and say hello. And I called my wife to let her know that what I was going to do. And she said, you know, uh, Pat Williams just called. He wanted you to call him. So I called, and he informed me he asked me he said would you have interest in coaching the sixers now this was the last thing i thought pat williams was calling me about and i said well i I, you caught me off guard i have no idea i've never thought about it i've never coached at any level from um cyo basketball whatever 
So I spent a couple of days talking to my wife, and I was informed by Pat that they were going to make a change no matter what my decision was, and I was the first choice. And I realized that, you know what, I still missed the game more than I thought I did, and um, I decided to give it a shot. You had those great rivalries with Boston when you played and when you coached, and, and one of the days that we're highlighting is May 23rd, 1982, but leading up to that, it, it, it's everything leading up to that that makes it such a great story, that Game 7 victory. The rivalries with Boston featured a lot of disappointments, coughing up 3-1 leads, such as in 81. So how nerve-wracking, Coach, was it to be in that situation again in 1982 after having a 3-1 lead go down to 3-all? Well, David, it actually happened also in 1968. I had broken my wrist in a playoff game against the Knicks. And I'm sitting there, and we're playing the Celtics. This is Bill Russell's era. And uh, we're up 3-1, and we ended up losing that one. That was uh, terrible to watch. And then so now we end up, we lose in, I guess it's 81. Hmm. Uh, We're up 3-1, and we lose again. And here we are again. And uh, the newspapers and the articles were questioning everything from our heritage, et cetera. And uh, going up to Boston, uh, you're not... You know, you're, you're surely not the favorite to win this game. Uh, and we ended up having, uh, just playing a flawless game uh, and uh, winning that ball game. And it was just uh, truly one of them. I know winning a championship is great, but that was such a rewarding victory for all of us uh, that were part of it, plus the fans. And I remember that when we arrived back in Philadelphia, the amount of fans waiting for us at the airport. And we got on a bus that was going to take us to our cars. And I had my my wife and two daughters showed up at the airport, and we were on a bus going to get the cars. And people were just rocking the bus with the enthusiasm. And I remember my daughters were scared to death. They were afraid that the bus was going to turn over. But it was just... Uh, a great experience uh, winning that game and going on to the finals. It wasn't just the reception from the Sixers fans, Coach, that of course is, is constant and has been constant for a long time. But in Boston, the Boston fans, after you guys beat the Celtics, were chanting, beat L.A. at the end of that game. How surprised were you and that they were doing that, and why do you think they did that when, when the teams were such hated rivals? Well... I, you know, I've run into Kevin McHale many years ago, and we were he brought up, brought up the rivalry, and he thought the rivalry was more intense with Philadelphia for a simple reason. During the exhibition season, we would play the Celtics several times um, in different arenas, plus we would play them six times during the regular season, plus we would play them several times during the playoffs. So they would see the Lakers maybe seven times during the year where they would see us close to 20 times during <laughs> during the year with exhibition, et cetera. So his feeling was, plus it was, uh, I remember one game, we had after we had won the championship in 83, our first exhibition game was in Bo- the Boston Garden. And I remember sitting with our 
at that time, Lord Rest His Soul trainer, Al Domenico, and saying, you know, this is the first time I've sat in Boston Garden, and I could care less if we won or lost. And before I know it, fights break out. <laughs> Red Auerbach comes out of the stands. I'm out on the floor. Larry Bird wants to punch Mark Ivoroni, and I grab him. And this is an exhibition game. And uh, to say it was an intense rivalry, was uh, it was just wonderful. It was... Uh, uh, it really made basketball special being playing against uh, the Celtics. You guys had a lot of good games against you know between one another, and and somebody who had a lot of good games against Boston was Andrew Tony, especially that game seven on May twenty third, nineteen eighty two, and it got him the nickname the Boston Strangler. Why was Andrew Tony so effective against the Celtics? Um. Well, he had ice water in his veins, number one, had no fear, uh, and it truly was a shame to see uh, Andrew go end his career with bad feet because I think he definitely would have been somebody uh, lurking on the doorstep of a Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, he, he just uh, was such a great offensive talent from shooting the ball or taking it to the basket. And he cherished those moments, uh, such as playing in the Boston Garden in the seventh game. Uh, you know, if it, he had no fear of failing, and that's that's the sign of a great player. You're not afraid. You're not going to make every shot uh, down the stretch. And he had no fear of that. that uh, uh, and he responded in that game. And... But I think everybody really responded pretty well in that ball game. It was uh, one of those days uh, every button you pressed worked for you, and uh, whereas other times you press those buttons and they don't work. I also talked to Billy about the 1983 championship, which the Sixers won on May 31st. You'll hear his thoughts on that in about a week. After I got done speaking with Billy about the 83 title, I was curious what he thought about the current team, led by Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Here's what Billy Cunningham said about the current 76ers. What was your impressions of the, of the current Sixers? What do you think of Joel and Ben? Um, still... I think the court is still out until they uh, get to the next level. I mean, they came awfully close last year against Toronto, no question. Uh, I think that, um, you know, does everybody complement each other? Uh, Putting a team together is just not putting talent, um, all offensive players, or it needs to be um, a balance. And is the balance there? And we'll find out. We will certainly find out. Hopefully basketball can return this season and we can finish the season. Coach, thank you. Yes, me too. Me too. Hopefully everything is safe. Coach, thank you so much for the time. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for, for, for reminiscing on all these memories. I hope you and yours stay safe during this uncertain time. And David, you stay safe and all your listeners as well. Once more, we'll hear from Billy Cunningham again on May 31st when we have the On This Date episode for the 76ers sweeping the Lakers in the 83 NBA Finals. For now, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay well.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 